Mud Stories, Episode 10. Your mercy floods my tired soul as you lift me out of my muddy hole. You wash me up with your sweet grace and you lead me to a safer place again. It's such a, a testament to God's faithfulness that no matter what miscalculation and misstep and wrong turn I make, His plan always happens. And it might take a little bit longer and it might look a little bit different, but His plan and His purpose for my life is never going to be changed by anything that I can do to possibly mess it up. You know, I can't mess up His plans for my life. Hi, my name is Jackie Watkins, your host, and you're listening to Mud Stories a podcast dedicated to bringing you inspiration in your muddiest moments, hope to make it through your mud, and encouragement for you to know that you are not alone. Hey friends, welcome back to the Mud Stories podcast. Today I'm talking with my friend and yours, Crystal Stein. Crystal is a toddler wrangling, coffee and chocolate loving, full-time working mama who is married to her high school sweetheart. She's the editorial and marketing manager of the online site Encourage.me, which is her new job that has come in the aftermath of a devastating job loss, financial hardship, and crisis. Crystal lives in Pennsylvania with her husband and sweet daughter, is passionate about living authentically in the beautiful, messy, and unfinished parts of life, and loves to encourage others more than just about anybody I know. In this episode, Crystal and I discuss her personal mud story of job loss and financial hardship, career aspirations of women, and the difficult transition of becoming a mother. We acknowledge the challenge of mothers working outside the home, how online connections can bring true community, the importance of the effort of resting, the benefits of life coaching, and how crisis and tragedy can be one of God's greatest gifts. It's my prayer today that if you're facing job loss or financial crisis, that you'd be especially encouraged by Crystal's words and her story of hope. Enjoy. Crystal, welcome to the Mud Stories podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, I'm so excited to be here, Jackie. Oh my goodness. Um, We haven't chatted in a while. I was so excited to get your email about this. Yeah. Well, welcome. How, uh, How are things going with you today? Are you having a good day? Things are going well. It's Friday, um, so that's always good, and we have lots of fun summer-ending plans coming up. We've got family coming in to visit this weekend, and we've got swimming and trips to the aquarium and all kinds of stuff planned, so it's going to be crazy but good. Crazy but good. I can relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, initially, I think we met online. Is that right? Do you remember how we first met? I don't, but I feel like that's how I've met most of my friends, yeah. so I feel like Twitter is a safe bet. We probably met on Twitter. We probably met on Twitter, and then last year, I think I met you um, more intimately at the Declare conference, which is a blogging conference, yeah? Yes. Oh, I love that so much. I know. It's so fun it's to so- attend conferences and see each other in real life, but we've done some writing together online and things like that, so it's just super fun to connect, and I'm so glad you decided to uh, come join me here at Mud Stories. So um, a few years ago, you had your own mud story that began, and I'd just love for you to share with us what led up to that mud story, and what was the unexpected crisis that ended up happening for you? 
Sure. You at, you're like the Barbara Walters of podcasts. Yes, the hard-hitting <laughs> stuff over here. You're like, so tell me about your day, and now tell me about the really hard things. Well, um, you know. <laughs> but I, I love it. I, I'm all about an authentic uh, conversation online, so love we'll it. get into it. But a couple years ago, I was working at, in a marketing job that I thought was absolutely 100% where God wanted me and where my career would be. I was very career focused and I mean, doing all of the things, climbing the corporate ladder and the fancy title and all of this stuff. And it was all of those things where if you would have looked at my life just from the outside, the way that we do with a lot of people actually with all of our online engagement we look at the pieces that they want us to see and it looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. And for me, what was happening on the outside might have looked good, but what was happening on the inside in my heart was not mm. settled at all. And I felt like God was asking me to move forward and to do something different. And I didn't want to. And I really liked the path that I was on. I really liked the plan I had for myself. I really liked, I mean, that was at a point where, I mean, I had five year plans and yeah, you know, goals. goals for mm-hmm. exactly where my career was going to take me. And at the time, mm-hmm. tell me about like, were you married? You had children? Tell mm-hmm. us, tell us a little bit about that situation, the circumstances you were in as you were climbing the corporate ladder. Yeah. I, my husband and I had we were married in 2006, and so um, we'd been married for a couple years. And actually, at this um, job I was at, it was ex- it was the job I got when we first got married because I needed one. And I started out sort of whole, um, just entry level job, just to be able to support our family, and that was enough for a while. And then doors started opening, and opportunities started happening, and in the middle, probably at the peak of my ladder climbing in this corporate environment, we got pregnant with my daughter. Mm. And so I remember being pregnant, working that job, working until eight and nine o'clock at night on a project. Um, And it was hard for me to imagine what life was going to be like after I had my daughter Mm -hmm. and knowing that those hours weren't going to cut it, but I still somehow wanted to be as invested in my career. And I think probably at that point, I should have realized God was sort of nudging me that things can't stay the same. Um, I'm a little hard-headed and stubborn and type A and figured if I had a really good plan, it would just all work out okay. Well, sometimes it's hard as women, don't you think? Because like I'm a working mom and I know that sometimes there is a temptation to have our identity wrapped up in our job or our career aspirations or what we do. And I think so many have suggested that women can have it all. You know, you can climb that corporate ladder. You can be immersed in your work. You can be a good wife. You can be a good mom. You can take care of your household and do all of those tasks too. And when you try to flesh it out in reality, it's really a challenge and it makes you wonder, is that really possible? And so there's these tensions that exist in our life and yet our identity and our security and our confidence sometimes is wrapped up in each of the roles jointly. And so it's hard to tease that out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I was definitely under the impression that I could do it all. Mm -hmm. And so I figured, well, how hard can this be, right? (laughs) So (laughs) surely nothing will, you know, 
be, uh, you know, nothing will get lost in the shuffle. Um, and so after um, my daughter was born, which is a is story all in itself, just, you know, how God used her to just really um, answer a lot of prayers in my life. But she really changed my focus. And having a family now, you know, it wasn't just my husband and I, mm. you know, doing our career stuff and then coming home together, um, you know, and doing the things that, you know, young married couples do when you don't have kids. You know, we were traveling and we were doing, you know, all of this stuff, you know, all of the, the things that we wanted to just go and do, we could just go and do. And so then when we had our daughter, our our interests changed, our priorities changed. Yeah. I couldn't give all of my heart to my job anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and God was asking me to refocus. And I fought it for a while because my identity was completely wrapped up in that career. Mm-hmm. And that's where I felt successful. I did not feel particularly successful as a wife. I mm-hmm. really am not. Marriage is, marriage is marriage, hard. Marriage is hard. Mm-hmm. Being a mother is harder. I mean, that it's yeah. all that to me was more trial and error <laughs> than anything. Well, and yeah, it's unpredictable. Most, like each child yeah. is different. Even if you feel like you have it down with your one child, you have another one and they're like, throw you into a total spin. I mean, each kid is totally unique and different. And I think it's God's way of humbling us to realize we're super dependent on him and not on our own efforts. But yeah, it's it that transition is hard motherhood when it begins. And especially if we have careers that we've been used to pouring all of our time and energy into, it's really, I think it's more of a struggle than a lot of women are willing to admit. You know, and there were very few women and um, even where I was that were at the level I was Mm -hmm. that I could go to for mentoring. Um, And so that was hard too, you know, and so I tried for a really long time to do it all. And I just felt I ignored a lot of um, tugs on my heart from God that something had to change and something had to change. And I was, I wore myself out and I was exhausted and stretched thin. And um, Mm -hmm. before I, realized it, I had not only sacrificed time and energy that I needed to be spending with my family, but my job was suffering too. And my performance and my passion for my career had just totally gone away because I was trying to do it all Mm -hmm. and I couldn't and I was burnt out. Yeah, everything was suffering. Yeah. Yeah. So when in the middle of this did you begin writing? Oh, I started blogging in 2009, so probably around the beginning, sort of all of it. Um, was it before your daughter was born you started writing? Yes, yeah, because she was, she, it was a couple years before she was born, okay. and I started blogging just as a, you know, the usual, it was a place to keep family up to date on things, and just sort of that online journal kind of thing, and yeah. um, so I loved it, um, I hadn't quite found the community that I have now took a while to get to that point. It was just sort of, Hey, I feel like writing something online and this is more convenient than actually carrying around a journal. (laughs) Um, so it was, yeah, that was a great outlet for me. Um, you know, I've just loved always having a career that's creative. And so whether it's in marketing or doing what I do now, um, I, I need that. I need that creative mm-hmm. outlet. And so blogging definitely is that for me and just a way to process. I'm a, I'm not as much a verbal processor as a written processor. 
And so I need to get the words out on paper to be able to decide what it is I feel about something or how I want to, it's why I have to-do lists and why I make (laughs) plans and, you know, things like that. It's just how I, it's how I do it. So, um, in all of that, so, you know, was pretty newly married and had a, had a little girl, not yet two years old. And I'd been blogging for a couple of years and making these amazing connections online after finally deciding that you shouldn't actually follow really most of the people Twitter tells you you should follow and then you might actually <laughs> like Twitter. Um, <laughs> I know. I think we share a love for Twitter for sure. I love Twitter. Oh, Twitter Twitter is my, my thing. So. Isn't it great? Um, it's like texting with people you would have never known before. It's amazing. I know. And, you know, I think for me the thing that started to make a difference is you know, because of those connections that I was finding online, you know, I was being pulled back into Bible study through mm. connecting with Hello Mornings. And I was being mm-hmm. pulled back into community through Encourage. And I was being, you know, really um, poured into by this community I was finding online on social media and in a way that had nothing to do with my value as a working mom or yeah. uh, a mom even. Or, mm-hmm. you know, it was just being a daughter of Christ, um, was where my value was. And so it sounds like those new online relationships and communities that you began to interact with became a sort of lifeline. I mean, as the other areas were waning and you're feeling discouraged and like, I can't be the kind of, you know, um, career woman that I used to be. My job is suffering because of time limitations. I can't be the writer I had been used to being without motherhood. And I'm this motherhood journey is throwing me into a spin. It's changing marriage. I mean, all these areas were changing for you. And at the same time, you were encountering these new, encouraging um, connections online. And it sounds like it, it began to be a, a sort of lifeline, like some light at the end of the tunnel somewhere. Yeah, it absolutely was. Um, and the way that God lined it up is so um, just, it just tickles me to no end when I look at it now. And I could have had no idea. I could have had absolutely no idea that when I first started blogging, you know, it was a very self-centered uh, pursuit for me. It was mm-hmm. a place for me to pour out my words. But God knew that that would be a platform that he would use. And he knew that he would use me through that. And he knew that my love of social media would be used for him mm-hmm. and not building my platform. And he knew that the connections and the community that I created from the people that I was meeting online would absolutely be the the women that would come around me to hold my arms up when I felt like I could not do it anymore. Yeah, Because last year, at the beginning of last year, when everything felt completely hopeless. I lost my job. I was fired from my job. And I remember when you tweeted about that. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I just, I don't know why just this overwhelming feeling came over me. Like, you know, God is going to use this somehow. I didn't have any idea how, but I just remember thinking, I know enough about God to know that even things that seem tragic in the moment, can become one of the best things. And that's what I love so much about your story. So that day that you got fired from your job, how did, tell me about what you went through. I mean, what those feelings were in that moment. Mm, yeah, there's, there's a lot um, that is hard for me to think about with that day because there's just so much fear associated with it. Because mm. the first thing that went through my mind was immediately, you know, 
oh my gosh, we have this little girl who goes to daycare and needs diapers and food. And I have no idea how to do that on one income because we hadn't been particularly savvy at saving at that point either. And so, you know, we didn't see it coming. Mm -hmm. I probably should have if I was paying any attention at all to, you know, the path God was trying to direct me on. We could have made some better choices. And that's probably one of my biggest regrets is that it could have it could have all happened differently. Mm. Um, but it's such a, a testament to God's faithfulness that no matter what miscalculation and misstep and wrong turn I make, his plan always happens. And it might take a little bit longer and it might look a little bit different, but his plan and his purpose for my life is never going to be changed by anything that I can do to possibly mess it up. You know, I can't mess up his plans for my life. I can just, you know, maybe make them happen a little bit differently. <laughs> I love that. And I think it's so true and so comforting to all of us to, to be reminded of that. Because yeah. what you said, there just can't be anything more true. Well, and it was, it was a time of, in, in a time of absolute fear and uncertainty, having no idea what to do, you know, God also really revealed to me that as much as I am not named by, you know, my identity isn't in my title and my identity isn't in my circumstances. <laughs> like I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm also not named by my mistakes, you know, and I'm, that is not who he knows me by. He knows me as his, as his daughter. That's the only title that matters to him. And so whether I gave myself the title of success or failure or, you know, working mom or unemployed or whatever it was, he didn't, none of that mattered to him as long as I was his daughter. And so there was such comfort in that period of anxiety because he drew me so close. And it was the moment that I really needed him. And I really needed God in my life because I didn't know day to day what was going to happen. I didn't know what to do with all this paperwork that was coming in. I didn't know how to apply for jobs or trust that anybody would trust me mm -hmm. to hire me for yeah. a job. And, um, well, in those, moments, in those moments where we have lost what we've been looking to, and I think, I think for a lot of us, we don't intend to leave God out of our aspirations or our plans, but there's something about crisis and just the floor falling out from under us that mm. propels us to him. Yes. And I, and that's what I'm hearing you say, you know, this w became the opportunity for you to look to him because he was all you had left mm -hmm. in that sense. And in that way, sometimes I think crisis and tragedy can become the greatest gift from God. Because mm. sometimes we think that, you know, what he's giving isn't good. And what we're receiving is just couldn't be further from what we want. And yet, if we're willing to, you know, pay attention and allow ourselves to be propelled toward him in those mud, in those places of mud, it's then that we meet him in the newest, freshest, most profound way. And then in time can see wow, you know, this was probably the best thing that happened. But in the moment, it's so far from our mind that it's the best thing that happened. And yes. it's, it's, I'm sure that's what you experienced, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it was that, um, that reassurance in the big things, in the big answered prayers, and in the small things that 
just kept reminding me that there is nothing beyond his ability and mm-hmm. that he is a God who won't leave us stuck in that mud. He won't leave us in the pit. We might have a foot that, you know, is a little bit stuck there, a little bit longer than the rest of us while we work it out <laughs> and wait for him to come and give us a hand. Yeah. But he won't leave us there ever. And so what are some of the ways that he he did that? How did he meet you in those big and small ways after that, you know, job loss? I mean, that's devastating financial dependence on a job and then all of a sudden nothing. I mean, talk about scary. That's scary. Well, and there are so many things that he set up that I had no idea. I mean, from being um, added to Holly Griff started her God size dream team Mm -hmm. uh, in I guess it was January of last year and something like it was at the beginning of last year and um, I was part of that and that group of women and Holly in particular Mm -hmm. he used to get me through this season in amazing ways I mean they were prayer warriors Mm -hmm. and they were a safe place that I could go and share this and they poured into me and emailed me and gave me job opportunities and Oh, Holly and I did some life coaching together during this season that, I mean, she was a cheerleader for me when I thought I had nothing to give. Hmm. And it was through all of these little connections from connecting with Encourage back in 2010. They were the first place that I ever did a guest post and then connecting more with that community and then connecting with Holly and then connecting at different conferences mm-hmm. with Lisa Joe. And with the rest of that encouraged team that when it came time for me to say, okay, God, my hands are open. I've given, I'm letting go of everything. I'm letting go of everything I identified myself with. I'm letting go of this career I thought was going to be mine forever. I'm letting go of every plan that I had for myself when it comes to how I provide for my family. I'm just going to trust you. Mm-hmm. And in the a matter of a couple months, he opened a door for the most amazing, perfect fit for me, full-time job that I could have ever asked for. And it was a job that didn't even exist before I had it. Like and custom crafted just for you by him. It's <laughs> kind of amazing. And the fact that whenever the job was first being considered, they, they wanted somebody who was local and Mm -hmm. local for them means Arkansas. And this is my job with Encourage now. And um, I was like, okay, well, if you change your minds, let me know. (laughs) Yeah. I love you, but I don't love tornadoes and Arkansas has them. So, (laughs) um, Because where are you? You're not in Arkansas. No, I'm in Pennsylvania. So we get blizzards and I'm good with a cute snow boot and we get get advance (laughs) notice and some shovels and a generator. We're good to go. You're good. I'm not good with spontaneous, like out of nowhere weather. Like it just, it doesn't suit me. So (laughs) no spinning high speed winds for you. Kind of freaks me out. You know, Blizzard, you don't, you're not obligated to have like a storm shelter or basement. Like you just stay inside. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm hearing you. Definitely. You know, so I mean, plus the fact that my entire family lives within 10 minutes of us. So, you know, there's more than just the weather, but you know, it seemed totally out of reach. This, you know, job request. Um, or this job dream of mine and it's like okay well you don't actually live here so how is this going to work and so it was a lesson in patience 
through it all and other opportunities coming up and starting a VA business and doing working with another friend who knew my story and trusted me. And it was just God saying, you're still a trustworthy person. You're still my daughter. And there are people who know you and know your heart and support you and cheer for you and want you to have these opportunities. And they didn't happen on my timeline, but they happened in his. And, you know, through it all, through all the waiting, you know, I would get an email from a friend sending me a Starbucks gift card because they knew that Mm. I love coffee and that was not in our budget when you only have one income. Or a friend who would um, go online and, you know, order Papa John's to be delivered to our house um, for dinner just even though they live mm-hmm. halfway across the country, um, you know, they wanted to do something. And it made me refocus on just how much God loves mm-hmm. his people and how he provides in such small things. And then whenever I got the email that said, hey, by the way, I think we're okay with this encouraged job being done remotely. I was like, okay, God. You're like, no way. <laughs> Like that, never in a million years would I see it coming. Like never, I could never have lined it up or planned it. And Mm -hmm. there was nothing, it was out of my control. There was nothing I did to make it happen. And it was- What I love so much about this new job you have is that it seems like God handcrafted it for you because number one, you are so enthusiastic and such a cheerleader of others. And that is a component of the the job description that you're doing. I mean, you need somebody who's like that. You are awesome with social media and just connecting online with people. You're a detail-oriented person who can, you know, do the meanest color-coded spreadsheet imaginable. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're a productivity junkie with all kinds of apps and gizmos that you're aware of. And, you know, your virtual assistant business, um, just providing support and encouragement and detailed-oriented planning for people who maybe need more assistance with their online efforts. I mean, it's just like God knew how he created you. He brought you to that point where he's like, okay, my sweet daughter, I know this is going to seem like tragedy to you, but I have this master crafted fingerprinted plan for where I'm going to place you. And it's going to be your sweet spot. It's going to be where you thrive. You're going to be giving and serving, which I know thrills you. And That's what, as I've observed this process that's happened in your life, I've just been so encouraged and so just thrilled for how I can see our God, the goodness of of God, how he's worked in your life. And I think I'm not alone. I mean, I was on that God Size Dream team with you and I saw those women's comments and their prayers and their all their Facebook posts, um, you know, encouraging you. And we all prayed and uplifted you in that time. And I'm just so encouraged by how God met you in it and how he's provided. And it's, it's really, I think, as we hear each other's stories like this, it can help us, number one, see the characteristics of God and how good he is toward us. And number two, it can just help us just rejoice and have joy and gladness in what God's doing in your life and that he can do it in mine too, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm just so happy for you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I just feel so filled up right now. That was so sweet of you. Um, I just, you know, I think for me that the biggest lessons learned, you know, 
over and over again as I was trying to figure out, okay, God, what's next? What's next? Mm-hmm. What, is, what do you have planned for me? And he kept bringing me back to Exodus 14, 14. It says, the Lord will fight for you. Mm-hmm. You need only to be still. And I'm so type A and I wanted to fight <laughs> and I wanted to get in there and I wanted to craft it and do it myself because I was like, well, who knows me better than me? And God was like, hey, I do actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to create a job for you that you know, you know, whenever you dream of what you want to be when you grow yeah. up, when you're little, this job could never have crossed my mind because none of these things existed. I am older than the internet. So I could <laughs> not have possibly created a job in my head as a little girl growing up that was like, I want to be an editorial manager and so- do social media and work for this online community for Christian women and mm-hmm. just pour love into their lives. Uh, that, yeah, blogs didn't exist when I was when I was little. So, um, but he knew in my heart that whenever I was little, one of my dreams, I wanted to be an editor for a newspaper. And, you know, it started this love of writing that was way back in like sixth grade, sixth or seventh grade. And I was an English major and I loved, you know, that passion just stayed with me. And that was something he rooted deep inside me from the very beginning. And he knew, I mean, he, nothing surprises him. God knew mm-hmm. that this job would be mine to work and serve at one day. And it's just, it's so funny now. I'm like, okay, if I just, if I'm just still, if mm-hmm. I just stop striving, if I just stop trying to fight and trying to run it all and craft it all and let God do the work mm-hmm. and just let go of all of my expectations and say, okay, God, I will go where you want me to go. Then the doors that open are the right ones and the doors that stay closed aren't hurtful. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you, there's just this, this next layer of trust, I think, for God's plan for my life that I was able to develop. It just has helped me even in all of the moments where I look at the job I have and go, God, I am not qualified for this. I am not capable. Mm. And he'll stop me and he'll say, you're right. <laughs> But he is. But I am, yep. And he has just in so many ways set me up for success already. But success for his kingdom Mm -hmm. and not my personal success. And it's not about my platform. It's about his kingdom and his women and his daughters getting to know him and feeling encouraged and loved. And that's the kind of success I strive for now. It's not what kind of fancy title can I have on a business card what kind of corner office can I get? You know, what kind of raise can I get? It's not about any of that for me anymore. Well, it's an Um, effort of resting, an effort of resting. And it makes me think of quicksand, you know, when, Mm. when people are in quicksand, sometimes panic happens. I mean, not that I've ever been in quicksand, but but I've read about quicksand and how if people are vertical in quicksand and they struggle and strive and panic, um, that they keep sinking even more and more and more. But if you can get yourself up on the top of the quicksand horizontal, you know, laying on the top of it and just be still and calm yourself, you can have a chance to inching yourself over to the side. And it reminds me of the of the scripture you were talking about, you know, God wants us to get horizontal and and flat and rest. And he's going to fight for us and he's going to show us the way if we are faithful to just meet with him, listen for his voice, obey his word, you know, and mm-hmm. and he will 
unfold the opportunities that are going to be for our best. But it's that striving and we end up sinking, sinking, getting ourselves into more depth Mm of junk, you know, and we think we're helping God out because we're like, well, God, you know, I'm don't worry. I know you're busy up there. I'm just going to like do a few things and, you know, work out a little plan for you. And he's like, well, actually, you know, I'm calling you to rest. I'm calling you to be still. And I love that, that you brought that Exodus scripture up because I think it's true. And yet it's a daily struggle to surrender ourselves, to get horizontal and lay it yes. down like that. Yeah. Yeah. The hard work of rest. You said that so well. It's mm-hmm. harder. It's harder for me to stop and let somebody else be in control <laughs> than mm-hmm. it is Absolutely. for me to just do it myself. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I love that. Oh, that's so good. Well, our time is coming to a close, but I wanted to just ask you one more thing. If there's somebody listening today who maybe they lost their job yesterday or they are experiencing some unexpected crisis where they're just down, they can't see hope, they have no idea the spin they were just thrown into and how to even find what's up. Um, What words of encouragement could you offer them today? Maybe something they could implement or do or um, think about in the next 24 hours that would really maybe turn around their spin and give them, you know, some, some hope. Mm. Oh gosh. Um, I just want to sit down and buy you coffee. Right. <laughs> That's your story mm-hmm. right now. Um, I don't have any, any steps that I can give um, other than to say it's okay to grieve what's been lost and to go to take the time to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is not the end. God will absolutely redeem this for you and that you need to believe that you are loved, you are worthy, Mm -hmm. you are valuable, and God still has a purpose for your life and what he has for you is good. And I know it can be really hard to see it when you're facing just fear of what comes next. But I promise that God will provide. I mean, he took what I thought was absolutely ruined and broken and ugly and has created something more beautiful from it than anything I could have ever imagined. And he will do it for you too. Yeah. He puts it all together. He weaves it all together. And we might, we'll never see it. We'll never see all of the threads until we're on, you know, the other side of heaven. But he is not leaving you alone. And he's not done with you yet. So be encouraged. Amen, sister. (laughs) (laughs) So before we go, tell us a summary of what your actual new job is, uh, where we can find you online, any other resources or um, suggestions you would give to others. I don't know, a book you read or something that helped you through your time. All those things. Tell us all about it. All the good stuff. All the good stuff. Yeah. All the good stuff. Um, (laughs) So my job, I have the absolute pleasure of being the editorial and marketing manager for Encourage. So that's um, the blog that Dayspring runs um, for, um, it's home for the hearts of women. So it's our little beach house on the internet. And so that's encourage.me and it's spelled with an I um, because it's our reminder that it is in Christ that we can be courageous. And so... Mm -hmm. Um, it is my dream job that I never knew I should be brave enough to dream about. And God gave it to me anyway. Mm -hmm. And 
So one of the great pieces of that is I get to play online all the time. <laughs> so you can find me for the most part on Twitter and Instagram and um, I'm at Crystal Stein at both of those places. And then I dabble on Pinterest, but it's not my thing. Yeah. Um, although if you have a good recipe, let me know. I'll totally pin it. <laughs> You're totally pin board. it. Yeah. I'll totally pin it and then forget to probably ever make it, but I'll totally pin it. Um, I'm so with you on that. I have so <laughs> many amazing looking pieces of food on my Pinterest, but yeah, good luck to actually getting the ingredients at the store and cooking it. Yeah. I know. I'm a I fail on that. If somebody can tell me how to like actually go back and look at the things that I pin and do them, that would really make my life more productive. You're Um, like, they're there. I saved them. I know how to get to them somehow. Maybe. Someday. The the best part was when Pinterest finally rolled out the thing that's like, oh, you've actually already pinned this because I would pin the same thing like eight times. Maybe maybe I should actually try to make that recipe for those amazing looking brownies instead of just pinning it nine times to the same thing. Right? Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I love it. And then my blog is at crystalstein.me because way back in 2009, I was not feeling very creative whenever I was uh, signing up for my blog and all of my social media. So I was like, hey, I'll just use my name. And then suddenly personal branding is a big thing. So I was like, look at me. Who knew you were ahead of the the game right there? I'm such a trendsetter. You are. I'm so impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Way to go. Way to go. Yeah, you know, humble too. It's, it's, yeah, it's a gift. You know it. <laughs> yep, a gift we all share. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, well, and the only other, the only other resource I would say is there are some really, really amazing life coaches out there. Holly is one, and there's, um, I think Carrie is Carrie Bailey. Carrie Bailey. Yeah. Um, she's a life coach. Um, there are some really amazing women out there who are really invested in, um doing some virtual coaching with you to, you know, if it's just, even if it, you're not necessarily facing that crisis right now, mm-hmm. um, but you're just really not sure about what that next step is or what God has for you, or if you have a dream, but you're not really sure how to launch it, um, find a, find a life coach, like, you know, these great women who are really reputable and really know what they're doing mm-hmm. and will just pour into your life and they'll do it in a way that's, um, just encouraging and authentic and will help you um, pray over what God has planned for you and then help you figure out what those baby steps need to be so you can take action. And I think that having a purpose, especially if you are going through a really hard, you know, mud stories kind of time Mm -hmm. uh, where you just feel a little stuck, (laughs) I think that finding that new sense of purpose can really help change things and really reset your focus. And so that would be my my only other bit of wisdom there to tag on at the end. Yeah, well, I love that because I think there are times in our crisis moments that we need counseling, like mm-hmm. with a Christian mm-hmm. counselor. Amen. And, um, but I, I also know that life coaching is different than counseling because counseling often dives into our past and how our past is contributing to our issues of today. Whereas life coaching is all looking forward, goal setting and dreaming and empowering us to become um, more capable of the potential that we have within us. And mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of life coaches, like you said, and sometimes um, some of them can know they have like a circle of influence where they know other life coaches, like if they're um, list is full. They might have other names they can refer people to. So I'll try to find some links for life coaching to add to the to the uh, 
show notes so that if anybody's interested in life coaching, they can explore that more because I think that is so helpful. So helpful. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes a third perspective is really, you know, or sometimes a different perspective is helpful. A different perspective and a cheerleader, somebody who's, Mm -hmm. you know, just going to be in your corner. Yeah. Makes a big difference. Love that. Well, Crystal, thank you so much for joining us today. I loved hearing your med story. Thank you for sharing your heart. And we'll just hope and pray that it helps someone out there be encouraged to know that they're not alone and that God will redeem and restore anything. Oh, thank you, Jackie. I had so much fun. Thanks for inviting me to share. Loved it. All right. Have a great day. All right. You too. Well, that's all for this episode. You can find the show notes and all the links mentioned, including some tips on finding life coaching over at mudstories.com or jackiewatkins.com forward slash episode 10. And if you've enjoyed any of these episodes, I'd be so grateful if you'd just tell one friend about this podcast. I know it would be an awesome way to encourage someone who is currently in the mud or who has just been in a tough spot and needs to know that they're not alone and that there's hope for their situation. Also, if you would consider heading over to iTunes or Stitcher to leave a rating or review, it would help so much for others to be exposed to this podcast and find the encouragement for their hearts. So to leave a rating or review, you can go to JackieWatkins.com forward slash iTunes or JackieWatkins.com forward slash Stitcher. Again, thanks so much for listening. I know there are so many things you could be doing today, and yet you chose to be here with me listening to this podcast and Crystal's awesome, encouraging words, and I just can't be more grateful. So today, no matter what you're facing, no matter where you've been or what lies ahead, may you find a grateful song to sing. Have a beautiful day. Never in you, Mama, feels a press upon my mind. I pull the shame that leaves me a little bit blind. I cannot see beyond the blame, and I never will find a way out. And then I feel you next to me. You lift my head to see. Your strong arm reaches to me. Your mercy floods my tired soul as you lift me out of my muddy hole. You wash me up with your sweet grace and you lead me to a safer place again. I never any mother feels a press upon my that leaves me a little bit blind I cannot see beyond the blame And I never will find a way out And then I feel you next to me You lift my head to see Your strong arm reaches to me Your mercy floods my tired soul i
myself where I belong in your safe embrace as a grateful song to sing. A grateful song to sing. A grateful song to sing.